Jesus Christ. And they hailed him as King of the Jews. Name the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. We forget that uh, the true Christian government is always a royal king. And that was true until the Renaissance, which produced the Reformation and destroyed most of the Catholic kings in Europe. But it's been a sad loss. And since that time, the morality of Western Europe has declined. And of course, so has the church. It was good to have a Catholic king. Well, let's talk about Jesus Christ. Uh, every uh, Matins every day, the beginning of Matins is a royal office. And in that royal office, there's three or four psalms and we recognize that, Jesus, that God the Father is the King and Jesus is King, His Son. And uh, I don't know if our people even know anything about the royal office, but every man in service starts with the royal office. Um, a king is a person with the anointed of God. And when the bishop makes a king, he gets out the chrism and anoints the king, and it's a sacrament. But it's ignored today in the Catholic community, except for those few pieces where they, places where they have a king. Uh, this anointing, all anointings mean that you are united with Christ. And Holy Thursday we will in the cathedral, the bishop will <coughs> consecrate this anointing oil. Of course, we have it here in the tabernacle. I keep it here. And it's the second most person, uh, holy thing we have in the church. First is the Holy Eucharist. Second is the oil. And third are the relics. All of them contain God in a mystical way. So this day, the people are very excited. They finally have the prophecies of the Old Testament being fulfilled. And some of the commentators say that they were looking for a secular king and not a royal saint. Christ was more than a secular king. He was more than a saint. He is the very Son of God, the Father. The wonderful thing about him is that his incarnation, by his incarnation, he takes upon himself our human nature. In the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and she herself was made of the soil before the fall. 
we call her the infection. We're all made of soil. So she was prepared to be the mother of the Messiah. And we walked at her life. We can't go through too much of it, but her parents were very holy and in Jordan, and they took her to the temple to be raised. And it says in the scriptures and in the writings of the fathers, she was raised in the temple and spent uh, uh, special food. I'm not too sure exactly what that food was. It's probably the food of the priest that no one ate. But since she was going to be the mother of the great high priest, I guess they fed her on that. Now when she came to her womanly time, uh, the priest called the men of her tribe and asked, um, who they're going to choose for her husband. It had to be a special person. So the men came to the temple and they carried their staff. And they took the staff, they put him on the altar in the temple. And the high priest prayed and he gave them the staffs back to these men. And one of them bloomed with a bloom, like a flower. And that was the one. And whose staff that was was St. Joseph's. So he was to be the one. He was to be the foster father of Jesus Christ. Holier than holy. Loving the Virgin. Cherishing the Christ child. I don't know. Joseph died so early. He's an older man, but not by our standards. Our lady was left with to watch over and follow her son. On the time of his public ministry, she was still there. She watched him grow. She may have been in Jerusalem. Now, the royal city was not Jerusalem. The royal city was the city of David. But it was the city of the promised king, where everything had been in his life had taken place. So he enters the city after raising Lazarus from the dead. The gospel says many of them there were there because they wanted to see the wonder worker raise the dead. All of us want to see him. All of us want to know and that assurance that we fall asleep in the Lord he's going to come for us. Before that he was enthroned on his cross a beautiful young man glowing with eternal light, the light of the divinity and beautiful in his appearance. The sufferings of the cross meant nothing to him. He did that willingly for us. He destroyed sin. He destroyed our faults. 
he presented us to the Father in the heavenly unity. So coming down from the cross, before he did that, he gave us certain sacred signs. We call it baptism, chrismation, and Eucharist. So we are truly part of the royal family of Jesus Christ. And the life we have is not our own. The life of Christ in us, which Paul tells us that. Palm Sunday is a beautiful holiday. We recognize both who the great king is, which you read and pray about almost every day. We recognize his passion, death, and resurrection, his glorification, and his appearance to the apostles in the light, the light that comes from only God. And they say, they saw it. They knew about that before Palm Sunday. They even knew that he was going to go his death. But it was a preparation, an acclamation, recognizing who he was. Son of God, glorified intercessor, high priest, and our Savior. Today is your feast day. You too. In Jerusalem. You too have received the gifts. You too are promised eternal life. Because Christ the High Priest made this part of his human life. And every one of his touches communicates to us divine energies of the Trinity. You holy people of God. It's nothing we did for ourselves. It's what he did. He did everything. In a few minutes we use body and blood for the growth of that life that's in us is from Christ. And for that comes a promise of deification and resurrection. You are people of God. Never look at each other a different way. And you'll respect, you learn respect and love for all in the church. The church is not a political entity. It is the body of Christ. It is deified by what we call grace, the divine energies of I salute you. Carry your symbol of victory, the palm branches. Put them in your icon corner. You go to visit cemetery, your relatives. Take a piece with you and put it on their grave, reminding them of their destiny, who they are. Remember the entrance into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday is the proclamation of your ultimate salvation. Name the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.